0: Hello, and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developer's podcast in sunny the bikeable downtown Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. I have my co-host today here, Dave Anderson, our producer, William Jeffries, and our regular guest, Emmanuel Gennard. And today, we'll be talking about feedback, both giving and receiving feedback. Dave, I'm sure you've been in that situation many a times, jumping, bouncing, and bouncing from project to project. Tell me a little bit about that whole
1: idea and that whole... I think feedback is super important as developers, especially as agile developers. Like, you know, agile process itself is based upon having quick feedback loops to guide us to produce good software. Mm -hmm. And similarly, like to become a better software developer, you need lots of frequent feedback as well.
0: Yeah, because I think feedback is something that people can use and developers can use to progressively grow. Especially if they're caught, like, doing a bad habit, whatever that is, if it's, you know, not following a particular design pattern or not writing tests. Yeah,
1: bad. just very bad. Just using tabs instead of spaces.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, that's important that's, that is, that is quite,
1: quite the important thing.
2: I think one of the best things that, ha- that I've seen happen is when feedback doesn't feel like feedback. During code reviews a lot, if you are in a company where there is an expectation that every everyone's pull request gets code reviewed, people make comments, comments get responded to and you kind of and you know, deal with it and then merge. I've noticed that it doesn't feel like I'm getting feedback; I'm just someone's just helping me out by saying, "Oh, Yo, you might have missed this or you maybe think about doing it this way and 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 I've received that feedback, and when I've given it out, it never feels like you know, I'm giving feedback. It's like, hey, can we have a meeting so I can give you some feedback about, you know, it's just, hey, code review, right? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I think think one of the big things about feedback that often gets overlooked is that it has to be constructive when you are planning to give feedback to someone. And I think uh, code review is like a perfect space for that. You push something up and you put it in a pull request so that people can review it. And you're... You know, kind of vulnerable because people are looking at the work that you've done. If it's taken two hours or two days, like that's the the little bit of you that you made to on the Internet for this feature. So when mm-hmm. someone comes in and, you know, gives you feedback that makes that code better, it's like, oh, this person's not only looking out for making the feature better, but also making me as a developer better so that I can, you know, grow and not make those mistakes in the code base again.
1: I think something that's challenging about pull request based code review feedback is right. that it's kind of impersonal. So your code is out there, and you're hoping that someone's going to give you feedback and look at it and have nice things to say about it, or give you something constructive to to work on to make it better. But like, it's not often very timely, and you 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 can have to wait for it. And you know, maybe people might message it differently because it's it's not face to face, right? So recently, we've been doing more trunk-based development on our client, and what is that exactly? Just no pull requests at all. Just committing right on master. Ooh, yeah. Which oh, is yeah, that it's YOLO merge. <laughs> it's gonna be a future. It's gonna be a future podcast episode, I'm sure. Yeah, the, um, the yellow merge development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So without the pull requests, you know, we just have to rely upon. Very in-the-moment feedback where oh, um, we're pairing with someone and if it looks good to you, looks good to me, then we're good. Let's let's do it. And if I have a problem with it, I'm going to let you know right now.
3: I was skeptical about trunk-based development and then I did some reading on it. And I think there are some really interesting patterns that that can result in. For example, the idea of branches as abstractions I think is really powerful. So if you don't have the ability to create a feature branch, then it encourages more modular design because you want to put all of your code somewhere that it's not going to collide with someone else's code. Mm-hmm. And so you can do that in the form of an abstraction, be it a, a, a new method or a, a new class or a new data structure. It encourages open-closed systems. Open-closed means open for extension but close to modification, right? Yeah. Okay. just wanted to clarify. Yeah, it's the O in solid. Yeah. Maybe
2: a
0: little off topic, but really quick—is that very similar to GitHub Flow?
3: Drunk? No, no. <laughs> it's, uh, drunk. You're thinking not of GitFlow. GitFlow yeah. is the the opposite stream. Yeah, where you have feature branches and then you branch off yeah. of those feature branches, and it's just branches on. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and to
0: correct myself, it's not drunk driven because that's a completely <laughs> different thing that I'm pretty sure people will give you a lot of feedback on. <laughs> and, and, and speaking about developing drunk. I do think that feedback is more important or the most important when when it's given like right then and there.
1: Like, mm-hmm. as, like as fast a, as possible. As soon as I see you taking that shot where you're coding yeah, I'm a, like a, no a, Wait, <laughs> stop. please stop for a second. You're gonna based <laughs> development is not proven
0: method for success. <laughs> no, it's not. I think but I think it was mentioned that it's like the the earlier you can give that feedback to someone, the more effective it is to them. Like the worst thing you could do to someone is Hey, Dave, let's catch. I have some feedback for you later today. <laughs> <laughs> Be available
1: for me. I got some feedback. Don't right. worry about <laughs> it. That's, <laughs> that's just
0: going to kill you. It's going
1: yeah, to ruin my day. Yeah. Thank you.
0: No, okay. Okay. Like, if you just say, hey, can we talk really quick? I have, I have something I want to tell you. And then you go, you just you know, give them constructive feedback. I think that is much more important. Than waiting till the end of the day to give a list of things that a person could have done wrong
1: yeah i think that's one of the awesome things about like pairing too is because whatever you're doing like you're gonna get the immediate feedback on
2: that Mm -hmm. also though i mean is there a good or bad way to receive feedback as in like i mean it sounds like to me that one of the first things I would think of is, well, it kind of depends on what the person said, right? Right. I mean, you know, if the person is like, yo, this is awesome, or this is the worst thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, of course. Not all that helpful either way. Yeah. I mean, the former feels better, I, you know, a nice little hit of dopamine or something, but what is a good way to receive feedback? I think for me personally, I'm
0: always, I always stop and think that the person who's, you know, trying to give feedback to me, Is doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Like, it's like I I respect them enough to think that they're going to tell me something that I need to do to fix myself, that I need to, you know, look out for, whether it's like this, you know, I'm not destructing a JavaScript variable to something completely different. But from that aspect, I stop and think, okay, well, this person doesn't want to give me this feedback with ill intent, so I need I'm going to try and listen attentively and try to, you know, understand what they mean if I don't understand or try to fix it for next time. I think respect and respect has to go both ways. Like if I don't respect someone and then I try to give them feedback on something, it may come out like rude or something. And the other person may not, A, understand where it's coming from and B, it may not even be constructive as you mentioned before like oh my god this code is the worst like how (laughs) how helpful is that it really isn't i think it's like hey can we have a conversation can we talk about why it was implemented this way because at the end of the day the one thing i do believe as well is that if there's a pull request someone is doing the best that they can at that particular point in time it's not like they're writing crappy code on purpose but you can give them the feedback to make them even better
3: yeah i think Mm -hmm. that it's important to remember how difficult it is to give feedback and yeah. I think that's that. That'll put you in the right mindset. Like one thing that I try and do is thank the person immediately after they give feedback before I respond in any other way. And then I think I mean you had a twofold question there. What can you do well, and what could you do that's not so good? Mm-hmm. And I think getting defensive is sort of the obvious response that is counterproductive.
2: Yeah, yeah. as you were saying, getting defensive. I was. Imagining back the times I felt defensive when receiving feedback, and my immediate reaction is usually a sense of "I oh I, let me go fix this right now, let me tell you why the way I was doing it was right actually, or mm, let me yeah. fix it in your mind." <laughs> right. About <laughs> well, and so it becomes. It's almost I like would never really heard it. Right. Right. I, I want to erase ever hearing it from my mind and, mm-hmm. and from my emotions even. Right. And, and so it becomes like this this stain all of a sudden on yeah. my ego that i'm trying to wash off really quick yeah i guess there's kind of like
1: a cognitive dissonance in like getting bad feedback because you you might you might think hey I'm, I'm doing okay and then if you get negative feedback that like contradicts that then you feel like you need to push back and like kind of save yourself from the pain of like reconciling that feedback with with who you think you are and i think that's 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 kind of a challenge. Although sometimes maybe you're also like a tough critic of yourself and you already are a worse critic than the person is giving you feedback, and sometimes that's not great either like you you want to have people like give you insight that you haven't already thought of yourself,
3: yeah, I think it's important not to deny the feedback, whatever it is, even if you disagree with it don't mm-hmm. don't just negate what the person said right and and the key there, I think, is to remember that accepting feedback is not the same thing as agreeing with the feedback. Like you could think the other person is wrong. You could disagree with the point of feedback that they gave you, but hearing it and accepting that feedback and being appreciative of them taking the time to give it to you is not the same as admitting guilt.
2: Yeah, that is a big, big thing to remember, I think. I feel like, yeah, the big difference between agreeing and admitting or... Agreeing with the feedback and accepting it, or hearing it out, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and and trying to find a kernel of truth for yourself that you can like kind of improve upon. Yeah, like trying to have some empathy with the person who's giving you feedback,
3: because sometimes the feedback that you are receiving is genuinely untrue. It's just unfounded. The person didn't understand the situation properly, or or they're giving it for for some other reason. But sometimes the feedback that they're giving is true, you're just wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just don't see the problem. Yeah. And it's difficult to know the difference in the moment. And so I think it's it's helpful to accept the feedback, write it down, make a note, come back and revisit it. But don't just outright deny whatever it is that they're saying. Because that just discourages them from giving you feedback in the future. And feedback is incredibly valuable. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm
3: curious, what does
1: good feedback look like compared to bad feedback what's something that you'd be happy to receive as feedback be it good or bad
3: positive or negative feedback the key thing to feedback is that it has to be actionable if you can't do anything with the feedback then it's just uncomfortable to receive and there's and there's there's no benefit like Dave, I don't like your nose. It's just too big and too close to your eyeballs. (laughs)
2: That's
3: (laughs) horrible.
1: Modern technology has ways to deal with this. I mean, all right. I guess I'm going to sit on this for a bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, that you. I mean, what a hundred years ago, that would be feedback that you can't do anything about. It's just like, oh, I well. (laughs) <laughs> I have a nose and I have two, two holes and I can smell things. Like, so what? Like, what is the deal? I do think that what William mentioned about having actionable feedback is like feedback that I would like to have. I mean, I've, I remember growing up as a young, aspiring developer, whereas someone would say, oh, you might want to read this book. And Effective Java 2 is like the first book, Java book that I would read because someone suggested that to me. And it was like, oh, okay, well, cool. I imagine that you're telling me to read this book because it makes me a better developer at the end of the day. So I'm going to go and read this book, and then you gain the knowledge necessary to become better. That is, I feel like actionable because you can, you know, do something about getting better as a developer. And here's a book that will get you, that'll get you level ups to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like a cross reference from like different episodes that we've had before over overwoven into one answer there is feedback that you can get like and do something about it immediately but there are feedback that you can that you would have to like sit back and like analyze how to get better in that i think one of the more difficult feedback that i've received was like i was just unfocused at work and i took that like at the end of the day i went home and then try to figure out like am i really unfocused i think i'm doing okay like i'm trying to get these features out but then i realized that i was just not really happy with the current project that I was on. And I was like, oh, I think it stems just from the feature that we've been working on the project. Like, what can we do? And then I was just rolled into another project and then I realized that it was that because I was a lot better in the next stages of my career. Mm -hmm. But like there's some feedback you could get and like do something about it immediately and then there's just some
1: feedback that you have to like kind of, you know, seek into your soul and kind of figure that stuff out. Yeah, sometimes I feel like some other kinds of like bad feedback, like kind of in the same vein of like not being actionable is just kind of like lukewarm or non-existent feedback. Like right. if, if there's an opportunity for feedback and you don't take it, then that kind of sucks. Like you want as I, I, or at least I personally want as much feedback as possible. And then if the feedback comes and it's just like, Oh, you're doing pretty good. Right. And it's just like, Whoa. well, me personally like i know that there are things i want to do better so like it, it's a lost opportunity
0: yeah. pretty good no i wouldn't yeah. tell me something bad i want to learn something
2: <laughs> i like, want to know how horrible i yeah, am yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty like, good I'm, I'm not pretty good <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah i agree i think you know like asking for examples of bad feedback you know the the inverse would be dave you are amazing you're just awesome like it's all great like everything that you do is is wonderful and I just, I'm so happy that you're here. Well, I'll take it. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> it, to me, I mean, I mean, so it's definitely easier to hear, right? But is it any more useful than I don't like your nose?
1: <laughs>
3: no, because I cannot stop being awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah,
3: I was going to say that. Like,
0: oh, if someone just said that, it's like, okay, well... How do I? Con- I guess I have to continue doing what I'm doing so that I can continue being awesome. Like that's. But no, like, what was it that you were doing yeah, that's, that made you that's awesome? like, whoops, that's, you got to go home and sleep on that, I guess. That's the long feedback. And you come back, <laughs> and you come back to work the next day. And like, all right, I'm going to keep, you know, keep writing comments everywhere on the code. Cause I guess that works. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't do that. Please, God, no.
1: Yeah. I, I always kind of like feedback review cycles, even though most people hate them. Because like, kind of, kind of what you were saying, Mike, about, Having an opportunity for like introspection and giving yourself feedback, I always really, really enjoyed that. And having the opportunity to get feedback from other people is also pretty, pretty exciting too. And it's mandated by the corporation.
2: So (laughs) you must tell me.
3: I think highly effective feedback includes examples, specific examples of things that you did. Like It was really effective when you took charge of the meeting and came up with an agenda ahead of time you did that twice and both times the meeting went more smoothly because you did that right that's good specific feedback it's harder to negate so when it's negative the past three stand-ups you have been late and it interrupted the flow and in one of those times someone had already left the room and was not able to hear your stand up right this negatively impacted the team's ability to communicate. So please be on time to stand up going forward. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, those were really yeah. good pieces of feedback, mm-hmm. yeah, both positive and negative. Great. Really also.
2: You know, I want to say one of the things I liked is that it wasn't sort of like attacking the person. It wasn't saying the person is great or the person is terrible, but saying that something specific that they did, right? So it's more, more, it's more like you you know, came in late to stand up or you wrote an agenda for the meeting. And right. so those things are very specific things, right? That a person can repeat. You know, if you say you were great, how do I repeat great? Just, you know, just woke up like this, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right? I woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: just born this way, baby.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a every day. This is awesome.
0: But I do like those two pieces of feedback because I think in both cases they were like, you supplied facts to the situation. Like, oh, stand up. You weren't there. This person wasn't there. They missed your meeting. What can we do to fix it?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, uh, or it's like, hey, we were at this meeting. You wrote the agenda. I mean, you took control of the meeting. Facts. You did that twice. And we you came up with an agenda for, or like these action items for the meeting afterwards. Like It wasn't just like, hey, you missed stand up and because you missed stand up, you're messing everything up in the team and everyone feels bad after that. And it's horrible. So stop doing that. Like that's (laughs) right. That does, that is like, you know, you're just making the other person feel bad. And I think like, just by stepping away and not using any feelings or anything, it's just like, Hey, you missed stand up the past couple of times. And yesterday, this person didn't hear stand up. And yeah, she's doesn't have any idea what you were working on. And so if you can come early so we can all get stand up together at the same time, that'd be great. Like kind of yeah, thing. Think yeah. Think facts
1: are important. And I I think we we touched on this a little bit before, but having it be timely where if you miss stand up, then you tell them as soon as you see them when they come in or like when like at the end of stand up when they're they're late, just directly so that it's still fresh in the mind. And I think also like kind of I think that's something that could encourage having Timely feedback is setting expectations in advance about, you know, what we're trying to do. We're trying to be on time for standup, right. obviously. And this is the way that we're going to work together as a team. So that way, when, you know, things aren't going exactly as you expect with that, then you can just point to, you know, line number two on the on this thing and be like, it's not you. it's yeah, it's-, it's this action or this practice. Right. And, you know, we agreed on this. And so... It's, it's a lot easier to kind of have that to point to without having to like think about the situation and the person. Right. Yeah, like social roles are one example of this where sometimes some organization will have this where they've already set aside and sometimes it's awkward conversation to give that kind of feedback. Mm-hmm. Like we just talk about the developer smells bad, whoever that is, if it's me or someone right. else. Yeah. <laughs> but like if, if the social roles say, hey, you know, do that. Right. Like don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't do that, <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it like if if someone's caught
0: online in a social in a social situation, I mean, I think even in that aspect, I mean difficult feedback that has been given is the idea of pairing with someone and they can use a stick of gum, let's just say <laughs> it's better, right like you don't you're gonna pair with this person for eight hours, and if the person needs to take a stick of gum, you know he's like yo, um hey do you would you like a piece of gum?" like, oh, yes and no, I'm like, because I'm taking one and I think you can we can use one, like, it's cool. That way, you're not, like, indirectly, like, hurting his feelings, but you're in, you're looking out for him in the social situation if the person speaks to someone and may take that feedback completely different. Mm-hmm. Right. So look out for your fellow pairing mate if you need a stick of gum or deodorant is necessary then you know, always have one in your backpack just in case. I don't know if that was useful at all, but <laughs> do you have deodorant in your backpack? Right I, now? Really, I got two. Okay, <laughs> I got two ready. I got two. And I usually like, if necessary, if I know, cause I already like me personally, I, that's like the one feedback I would be afraid to get. <laughs> it's like, yo, 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 Mike, you steak. Like, I just don't <laughs> want to get that. So I know that if, if it ever comes to that, like, I know I can Pretty much, you know, take care of that that aspect. And if you know, if someone needs, someone needs
3: deodorant, I got that on deck. Like <laughs> this is what it. Is. <laughs> yeah, when you're putting together a pairing station, you should have gum and hand sanitizer somewhere easily visible, and then somewhere a little bit more discreet, you should have some deodorant. I mm-hmm. think it should be the spray deodorant because I think it's gross to share. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, the I, sca- <laughs> I, have, I, have
0: de- I have the 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 stick deodorant for myself. And like, if I really have to, I'm like, hey, you can just like rub down like a <laughs> centimeter off
2: with a <laughs> napkin and then use
0: it. But I don't know how people feel about that. Maybe I should go get some spray. Get You're gonna
2: spray. have to also bring a knife to cut the deodorant. Yeah, so exactly. You can so it it I just take out. a chop. I'll, I'll get a, a
0: box cut. I'll chop off a yeah. piece of it out, and I'll get the spray. Though I didn't even think about that. That's a good idea.
1: Thank you. It's good feedback.
3: <laughs> yes. I have a format that I like to use for feedback. Mm-hmm. It's. Facts, results, and recommendations. So you start off with, like, here are some specific facts about the situation, and then here are the results that happened as a result of, you know, whatever behaviors were, were present. And then if it's constructive, then a recommendation. So like in the example that we had before, you know, the facts were that you were late to stand up three times, and that's got to be something that's not disputed. If it's disputed, it's not really a fact. That's where you get into like realm of opinion.
0: right? Mm-hmm.
3: Like, you were disrespectful to the group when you were late to stand up three times. That's, that, that's opinion. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing that necessarily everybody's going to agree with. And then the result is that the, there was less communication on the team about what you were working on, and that's a thing you could, that they could, they could push back on if they want to debate. And then the rec- the recommendation, if it's constructive, would be, in this example, you should be on time to stand up. And I differentiate between constructive and reinforcing feedback. I really don't like the term positive feedback because it implies that constructive feedback is negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And that, yeah. Then people, mm. it puts. Constructive feedback in a bad light, and it also makes the positive feedback less useful because it puts people in the mindset that they should be just praising others. Right. And that's where you get into the oh, you're so awesome. I love having you on the team, which Keep is not doing that. right. No. Which is not useful. But reinforcing feedback implies that there is a specific behavior that you're trying to reinforce. And that's useful feedback. If someone says, when you Send welcome emails to the new employees when they start. That's really beneficial for them. I've talked to the I've talked to several people who started recently and who appreciated that a lot. You should continue. Like it's clear that that's the thing you should continue to do. Right.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think those three steps are pretty important, and it's a easy template that people can follow when given feedback. That you know, it's really difficult to say to use that format and. and just like, oh, that, that was the worst piece of code ever. Like that, you have to have a fact, a result, and then a recommendation. And when you break it down in that manner, you probably get like really good constructive feedback out of it. The facts, result, recommendation. Is that—is that correct, William? Yeah, exactly. Awesome.
3: Are you guys familiar with the Lasada line? No. The Lasada line? No. Yeah. So there's some really interesting research that was done on feedback in the workplace and specifically around how much is too much and how much is not enough for constructive feedback. And it turns out that you need around 2.8 points of of reinforcing feedback for every point of constructive feedback for the person to be able to process it at all. Anything less than that, if you're giving like one to one, the person is not ingesting your your feedback properly, in all likelihood. Mm. I think it varies from I think it varies somewhat depending on skill level. So I've noticed that beginners have a really hard time with constructive feedback and you need Mm -hmm. to give them lots of reinforcing. Right. In order for them to be able to process properly. And conversely, really skilled people are really sick of reinforcing feedback. (laughs) They're really hungry for the constructive stuff and you can You can give it to them, you know, almost raw, just the constructive. Right. But on average, according to this researcher, his his last name was Lasada, which is where the name of the line comes from. He found that it was actually around six to one was the optimal level. And at 12 to one, you like the person is at that point unable to process the constructive feedback because it's just lost. Oh, interesting. But at anything less than two point eight to one, people started not being able to process the, the constructive feedback because it was too it was seemingly too harsh. Oh, interesting. So the
0: more reconstructive feedback, the less likely that I mean the more likely that the person would accept the constructive one?
3: Like the more reinforcing feedback you gave them, the the easier it was to process the constructive feedback. Oh,
0: uh, I see. But it's not like where what they it's not Not to confuse it with, like, a what is it, the feedback sandwich where you, like, give a compliment and then you give them something. The shit sandwich. Yeah, the shit (laughs) sandwich, yeah. Like, I mean, that kind of falls into us like, because it's 2.8 to 1, but you don't want to deliver it in that way. The, The shit sandwich we're referring to is the idea that you can give someone a compliment followed by something they need to work on, and then follow that with another compliment, because chances are they're just not going to overlook the the very you know shit in the middle <laughs> of the sandwich that you
1: have. And yeah, it's a no shit sandwich. I guess place. that's only two one though, so you need the condiments like yeah, you know, exactly, like a cond- yeah, compliment yeah. mustard, exactly, <laughs> tons of condiments, <laughs>
0: and it'll be less of a uh, poopy sandwich. <laughs> Good luck getting that one out. I can see that as being. Being true because like, you know, as a brand new developer, you kind of, you know, you're fumbling and you know, you want to get like better. So if someone can acknowledge that you are doing something like, you know, doing something good and then you need to work on some other things, it's like, okay, well, I'm doing good in that. So I don't have to worry about that too much, but I should start reading up on this thing.
2: It actually makes a lot of sense to me as, as that three to one ratio of reinforcing to constructive because I think when a person especially if the feedback is framed and, and given in the fact, result, recommendation thing format, I should say, it gives someone very specific things to that they're doing well. So they know then, okay, I'm doing this this thing this thing well. I can keep doing this thing well. And the the thing they're not doing so well, they can say, okay, I can improve this other thing. I'm doing so well. But also it it gives them, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for momentum, right? Towards like the goal they're trying to achieve. Given the the assumption that the person is trying to be better at their job, you know, get better or whatever they're working on, it gives the person fuel to keep going, right. I think.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that particularly in the beginning of my career, the feedback sandwich was was really valuable because I was getting feedback and having to give feedback and I was working with a lot of other people who were not particularly experienced with this and so this was a a system that had baked into it a certain amount of buffer. So we were we're closer to the Losada line. As I got more experienced, I got more used to the concept of the feedback sandwich and I started recognizing it Mm. and then you know, I started realizing that a lot of the time the bread was just there as a distraction because they wanted to get me to the, they, there was the one, <laughs> it was the meat of the sandwich they wanted to give me.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I remember reading, I forget what book it was, but someone was recommending that you avoid the shit sandwich because people can smell it. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. that's and,
2: a wonderful, like yeah. <laughs> visual. Or, <laughs> yeah. It's not really a visual, right? It's an, Smell is a wonderful yeah. smell. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you get to a certain point, you just you've had too many of those sandwiches. Yeah. You know what it, it's you know to avoid it. Right. Another alternative that I've heard recommended is ski slopes. So you start off with something highly reinforcing and good, and then you give them something that's a little bit easier to digest, but that is constructive. And then you give them something else that's also good but maybe not quite as good as what you started off with. And then you you hit them with the the meaty part of the discussion and then you leave you lots of room for discussion around that one thing.
0: Mm. Okay, so like you slowly build up to a piece of feedback that leaves it open for discussion as you start going up and up on, hey, you did X, which resulted in Y? I recommend you do Z. And then these things are like, backed up by facts, but then slowly there are pieces of feedback that will be open for discussion that the, both individuals can have to iron out a situation.
3: Yeah, so like for example, Nunez, at the company meeting you did, you were very effective at, at keeping things on schedule. You were able to move the flow for the whole meeting You know, all day. And as a result, we finished on time for the first time in company history. Right. That was an accomplishment you should be proud of. It could have been better if the speakers in the middle of the day were given better indicators of how much time they had left to speak because they weren't able to get through all of their material even though they did end on time which was good. Right. Another thing that you did was really effective was you made sure that catering had options for everybody with dietary restrictions. Which hadn't been done in the past. The main point that I think needs to be worked on is that one of the speakers made some inappropriate comments, and we should have caught we should have caught this in screening that they were not a good culture fit. Right, because there were there were a number of indicators.
0: Right. So there, mm-hmm. like, yeah. The for the the first one was like good feedback, keep it up. Second one was, hey, you know, good job on finding. On the dietary restrictions, that was that was good stuff. And then, C, could have been the conversation where we talk about the obscenity of one of the speakers that we brought in to speak at the company meeting.
3: Yeah, it was like A, B, C, and D. Yeah, A on time. B, um, B was a, a little rough. And then oh, B oh, C, that's right. B was that they they didn't have the timing. They, mm. they didn't know, like, they didn't get to finish.
0: Yeah, they didn't get to finish their material, but, I mean, they still finished their material,
3: but they didn't have the time to, they rushed through a lot of it. Right. And then, you know, seems great job with the, food. the catering, and then they, the meat of it was, you let through this horrible speaker, and, yeah. like, everybody was up in arms. Flabbergasted. Been, haven't been, there's been no end to the hate mail we've received.
1: So yeah, exactly. I like the metaphor of a ski slip, too, because it seems, like, more personal than a sandwich. Like, a sandwich... It's just bread and meat and more bread. And like every person has the same sandwich, but like there are different difficulty levels for ski slopes. And like you were saying before about like some people crave more extreme feedback experience. And so they can go to the (laughs) feedback double black diamond, Ah, but maybe like for the people who are starting out, you put them on the green slope, you know, the friendly green circle and you know, there's lots of reinforcing feedback in there as well. Isn't that called the uh, the the bunny
0: the bunny slope? Oh, that's right. There's there's the bunny
1: slope before you even get up to the top of the (laughs) mountain. Yeah, the
0: bunny slope, the rabbit slope. That's what we'll call it. (laughs) Yes, the rabbit slope. slope.
3: (laughs) For me, I think with giving constructive feedback, there are three key things that I like to focus on. One is keeping it impersonal, like we talked about this already, keeping it to the facts. Another one is keeping it tentative. So you want to present it as a thing that, you know, you could be wrong about. Right. Because yeah. you might be. <laughs> right, yeah, no, it's, it's true. Like you actually might be wrong right. about this yeah. feedback that you're giving the person. You should acknowledge that. Yeah. And it also makes it easier for the other person to agree. Yeah. Like if you go to someone and you said, look, what you did was inappropriate, that is a harder thing to take than if you go to someone and you say, hey, you know, what you did I think may, may not have been appropriate.
1: Or some people may have interpreted it as not being appropriate.
3: Right. Although I feel like you should take ownership. If if it's really me that thinks that it's not appropriate. Yeah, no, no. But if other
0: people did, I mean, I... I I mean, I think what you did was great, but (laughs) some people... Some people.
3: (laughs) I don't know. And then the most important of the three, I think, is to keep it brief. When you're Mm -hmm. giving somebody hard feedback, like, you you don't want to draw it out. Yeah. Just cut to the chase. And I think this is an easy mistake to make because you want to couch it, you want to soften it, you know, you want to, you want to be gentle. And so what you do is you say, well, you know, this, it really, it was hard. The thing that happened the other week, I think, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it, it wasn't a huge deal, <laughs> but it did come up several times. And you just like dragging it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? Like it, the thing that you said to Nancy was, I think disrespectful to women. Right. And if it's up to, I mean, you mentioned before, it's a
0: conversation that, you know, you could be wrong. I mean, I imagine that particular conversation will be really sensitive, but you did use your own example to leave it open so that there is a discussion behind it. Oh, well, that's not what I mean. What I meant was X, Y, and Z. I have no idea how to spin that, by the way. You said something (laughs) wrong to Nancy. Please don't stop saying things to Nancy. <laughs> stop singing her. Yeah, actually. stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. Stop that. Stop. Yeah. But there is an opportunity for the person to kind of, you know, explain themselves in a way that, you know, may have been overlooked by the person who was giving the feedback. I think that that little pocket that you know could be important when people need to explain themselves for whatever reason that they see that not to confuse it with being defensive and to be like nah nah that's not true like whoa hold on like i just gave you some some things that were true like could you just explain all that it's different to be completely defensive versus you know having a good explanation for something
3: yeah and it's particularly tricky when the feedback is about something that the person did that personally upset you. Like it's one thing to say, "Hey, you know, I think what you did was inappropriate because of the way that it impacted another person. It's, I think more difficult to go to someone and say what you did offended me. Right. What you did bothered me. Right. And so there's a strategy for that that I really like. It's based off of a framework called nonviolent communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the way that it works is you start off by, again, stating the facts, like like normal, and then stating your feelings, which is squishy and hard, right. and requires that you actually know what your feelings were, mm-hmm. which is squishy and hard, and requires that you have the vocabulary to properly express that, right. which is also hard. And there's a, an inventory, a feelings inventory that you can get online if you Google NVC feelings inventory and... and, and NVC needs inventory. You can get a list. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. You talk about what need you had that went unmet and how you felt. And it's important to, one thing they stress is that you not say, it made me feel oh. embarrassed or it made okay. me feel angry. You say, I felt embarrassed or I felt angry and what's what's different there is that you're taking ownership of your own feelings because nobody can make you feel any kind of way
0: oh interesting yeah yeah, I've 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 heard that exact phrase and I mean because it's true but I've also heard people use the idea of hey you did x and it made me feel what like why and I think your example works very well because you took ownership of the feeling that you you had because of whatever some external event has happened
3: yeah because people genuinely have different different responses to the the exact same set of facts right like if i if i laugh at you right and you get upset about it i mean that's a perfectly valid feeling right but I didn't make you get upset about it. You you made you get upset. Get upset yeah, about it. and good. I can prove it because when Dave laughed at you, you were totally cool about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So how about none of y'all laugh at me. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't laugh.
0: <laughs> I'm not. man. don't pull the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there goes the table. Yeah, no, I I I agree, and the proof is that you laughed at me. And then I got angry. I was not angry until you laughed. So it was something that has happened externally in which I then felt angry about. So, and, we, and we've all
3: had that, right? Like yeah. where some, someone laughs at you and you feel fine about it because you're buds. Yeah. So you state whatever need it is that you have. Like, I need respect. And then you state the feeling. I felt angry and then you state the facts when you called me stupid. And then you, you, then you make the request. So I, I request that you not call me names. So that's the, that's the NVC model. Dave, did you have another model that you wanted to <laughs> share? Well,
1: Mr. Nunez actually brought this up earlier. Yeah, dropping they, some wisdom about the Seder interaction model.
0: Yeah, it's just the uh, model. If you Google the uh, Seder interaction model, I believe it was created by Virginia Seder? And uh, can to- you s- spell that for the... Oh, program. satir, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's S-A-T-I-R, interaction. The satir, interaction <laughs> model. And we'll just
1: record it, like, saying it many different <laughs> yeah. ways. The, so the satir, yeah. the, right one. the
0: satir, satir. satir. Right. interaction <laughs> model. And it's when someone is even speaking to someone else or giving feedback to someone else, the person goes through four different steps to this model. The first is you intake the feeling in the example given before you have been late to stand up three times, even just like that bit. Let's use that for a second. You've been late to stand up for the past three times. The person intakes that, those words, right? Like word by word, you've been late three times to stand up. Then the next step is meaning. Like, what does that mean? It means it it shows to the team that you particularly don't care about stand up or it means that I need to get there on time or, or whatnot. The next step is the significance of the feedback that you just that you just received. And you know, if this is significant feedback that you feel that is important to you in your career, it would mean a lot to you to, you know, to be able to respond in a way that is conventional in the workplace. And then the last step is response, where you can respond to say, oh, whether it's in I apologize or you, know, you have a really honest reason as to why you're missing stand-up, the response is the last step. But even before you even open your mouth, you go through these first three things, which is the intake of someone giving you feedback, what does it mean, and then the significance followed by the response.
2: That was a lot of steps. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hard to follow, but you'll it see was, it was interaction or intake? Yeah, Intake. Meaning, meaning, significance, significance, and their
0: response, and because their response. you can like okay. the example, use uh Williams example of, you know, let's use the example of Dave laughing at me and I'm okay with it. When Dave is laughing at me, what does that mean? Oh, he's laughing at something. Let's just say this particular pattern that I used in the pull request and I can hear him from across the hall because it's so horrible <laughs> on how I did it. <laughs> Well, in this example, if I'm if the laugh was something that I didn't react negatively to, it was probably a comment that I left in the code to explain the thing that I had to do. You know, I take his I take I hear the laugh, I was like, Oh, he must be laughing at that comment that I left. That's that that
1: like a compound if statement where you just commented WTF.
0: Yeah. Just like (laughs) if it's like nested if I see nested ifs five times and then I do WTF and someone's laughing at it, and the significance to that is like, oh, it's not really Significant to me because I just left the comment and that was it. I'm letting it go, and then the response is I don't do anything. But if William, you know, is laughing at me because because I lack the skill to write software or whatnot, I take that as oh he's laughing at me because I'm I'm horrible at what I do and I'm actually really great. Why is he laughing? Which is significant to me because I want to be the best software developer on this planet. So my response is going to be angry, like hey why why are you laughing? I'm really trying over here and there's no reason for you to do that. And I think those four things before you respond will play a role in any response that you have, whether it's feedback or something that you listen to or whatnot, because at the end of the day, these four steps will result in the emotion or the feeling that you have. That was probably a lot. So I apologize about that too. So,
2: um, Google it, kids. Yeah. So the, the
0: Seder interaction model is, is pretty cool. And it's not just like for feedback, but even discussions as well, because you know, you could, as you hear the rins outside, you can ensure that these four steps will happen in a discussion and feedback and all sorts of stuff like that.
1: So, like, basically, we as humans tend to attract other humans that are most like us and right. not spend time around people who are not like us. Right. So the feedback that we get from them is not going to be as insightful, maybe, as someone, as feedback from someone who is different than us. So uh, that's kind of an interesting thought to, to consider that, like, if you get feedback from someone who is less like you, then, you know, maybe it's less, it's harder to understand or take it in. Hmm. Like, you know, if someone from the business gives you a feedback about the way that you're, you're working, then, you know, they're coming from a very different perspective than you are, than your fellow developers. But there's probably a good truth in there that you need to consider
0: yeah so like who you get feedback from can also play a role in the feedback that you receive and how you can become better in the things you do
1: right or like how you can interpret it and relate to that feedback Mm. where it's coming from yeah it's like an echo chamber yeah exactly like we developers are doing nothing wrong like we have an excellent culture we do we work whenever we want we you know have have beer on tap like at the end of the day, but then the business has different priorities and different concerns. And you know, you need to understand them as well as our awesome fun developer culture.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah. It's like we become our own. Yes, men. Yeah. Should we have all of our happy hours be heavily centered around alcohol? (laughs) Yes, of course. Because I also am a 20 or 30 something white male who drinks too much.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean I like drinks too, guys. I can <laughs> definitely get down <laughs> Cool. I think this entire segment was really good feedback
2: for for teaching and learning on this kind of stuff. Mike, so. I have some feedback for you, but I'm gonna give it to you next Tuesday at three. Oh <laughs> <snap>. <laughs> and because of that, I'm not gonna sleep tonight. I'm not gonna sleep till next week Tuesday at three o'clock. <laughs>
0: Which is <laughs> totally not the time we record. Yeah, I'd like, like to thank my co-host, Dave. Thanks for yeah. coming out. And Thanks, man. Our producer, William. Thank you. And to Emmanuel, our regular guest. Thank you all for coming by. This is The Rabbit Hole. Thank you for listening. And if you have time, feel free to hit us up on twitter.com slash radiofreerabbit. We will do our best to try and reach out to you as fast as possible, given we're all out and working <laughs> and or probably sleeping <laughs> you know give us some good feedback yeah so gr- feedback that is a good place to reach out to us that and give is us feedback.
2: factual shows results right yeah. and, 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 and any recommendations recommendation. or, or what is it? reinforcing reinforce yeah, or re- constructive there you go yeah so yeah <laughs> you <gotta> that's, <laughs> just, that's your homework yeah, 2.8 2 point, point 2. <laughs> ratio
0: no sandwiches guys <laughs> no sandwiches out there <laughs>
1: Just facts, results, recommendations.
0: Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.